In this episode of The Executive Code, I want to talk about communication, of which there are three pillars. Now, I explained on a previous episode the three pillars of confidence, which are self-love, self-belief, and self-worth. And there's also three pillars to competence, which are skills, knowledge, and experience. And I also explained the three pillars of commitment, which are desire, passion, and self-motivation. So you can probably tell by now that when I talk about the executive code methodology, there is always three pillars to each element. And there's a lot of elements so as to help you achieve personal mastery. So what are the three pillars to communication? Well, they are our internal communication, our external communication, and our communication with our unconscious. So let me explain each one of them. You know, when you're watching a program on TV and there's a narrator telling you and describing for you everything that is going on, the kind you get when you're watching a sports game or a nature program, or even the Eurovision Song Contest for that matter. It's that constant voice narrating everything that is going on. Even though you can see what is happening on the screen, the narrator is also telling you what is actually going on. It tells you what's good, what could have been done better, what went wrong. On and on and on it goes, narrating every single second of the program you're watching. And the problem with watching a TV program like this is we can't turn the sound down because if we did, we'd actually miss the drama as it unfolds. We still want to experience the drama, but we don't want to have the narrator rattling on. Well, when it comes to ourself, you also have that narrator going on and on and on in your own head. It's that voice that constantly describes everything that is happening. Even though you can see it, just like you're watching a program on TV, it still wants to narrate everything that you're seeing and experiencing. It also tells you what's good, what could have been done better, what went wrong, where you judge yourself, where you screwed up, where you didn't fit in, all this, all these things that are going wrong and on and on and on it goes. It says things like, what the hell did you do that for? How can you be so stupid? Would you look at the car that your man is driving? Where on earth did they get those clothes from? I wish I was fitter. Why didn't they return my phone call? I could have sworn that shirt fitted me last time I wore it. I I wonder what my life would be like if I won the lotto. It never, ever, ever shuts up unless we take control of it. You see, that inner voice is our internal communication. It narrates everything that is going on in our life. The good, the bad and the ugly. We don't get a break from it. Even when we're trying to sleep, it's still going. Then we wake up in the middle of the night and it's still going again. And when we wake up in the morning, off it goes, narrating and telling us what to do and what we shouldn't do. Now, I'm sure this sounds familiar to you. Now, for many people, our internal communication is mostly negative. Even when we're internally commenting on someone else, we're actually indirectly commenting on ourselves. Because in fact, we're judging ourselves by the very fact that we're commenting on other people. And because the majority of our thoughts are negative, you can imagine what that's actually doing to our own well-being, our own outlook on life, our own emotions. So the first step is to recognize our internal narrator or our internal communication and then take control of it. Start to switch the message. Let me ask you. If you saw a parent telling a young child everything that you actually say to yourself, how would it make you feel observing that parent telling that child how bad they are, that they're useless, that they're so stupid, that they'll they'll never amount to much, that their clothes aren't as good as the other kids in school, that they should be fitter, that they should be doing more different things? 
all those negative things that you tell yourself, how would you feel about that parent? You would literally want to strangle that parent to stop saying those things to the child. And not only that, you would want to save that child, protect the child, hug the child and show them some compassion and love. So here's the thing. Why not do that for yourself? Why not strangle the narrator and love yourself? It all starts with you taking control of the narrator. I want you to do this as a simple exercise, just as a way of comparison. For 15 minutes, just record and jot down all the different thoughts that come into your mind, all the things you say to yourself and about other things and other people, or even list down all the general things you say to yourself throughout your day. When you have that done and all written out, I want you to go to your TV and switch on the shopping channel. Now, it can be any shopping channel, but the most popular one is QVC. And sit there and watch it for 15 minutes with a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. And listen to everything that they say about whatever product they are promoting. Now, listen to the words that they use. Watch their body language. Listen to how they describe the product and all the things it can do. And how it will make your life so much better and easier. And how you'll feel so much better when you have that product in your life. It doesn't matter what the product is. It can be a new vacuum cleaner. It can be a dress or a pair of shoes. It literally doesn't matter what the product is. Just listen carefully and enjoy the entertainment. At the end of the 15 minutes, observe everything that they've said and just determine your desire to buy that product. Now, whatever you do, don't buy the product. Just see what you notice. And now compare how they describe something to how you describe yourself in all the things you've written down from the earlier exercise. Without even doing the exercise, you can even imagine how vastly different they'll be. But I still want you to do the exercise. Not only would it impact your thinking about yourself in terms of seeing how well or how not so well you treat yourself, but you'll also have a great laugh watching how the presenters can talk absolute drivel for 15 minutes about a product and yet make it so compelling and positive. And that's only 15 minutes. Can you imagine what could be achieved in your life with all the hours you narrate to yourself throughout the day? Now imagine what it will be like if you absolutely took control of your own thoughts, your own narrator, and how you communicate with yourself internally. So that's our internal communication. Now, what about our external communication? Well, that consists of everything that is outside of our internal communication. It's the clothes that we wear. It's the words that we use when we're talking. It's our facial expressions, our body language, our eyes, our energy, our written words, everything. And when it comes to our business, the same thing applies. It's our website, our marketing materials, our environment, our emails, absolutely everything. And the question is, what does your external communication say about you? What is it a communication to those around you? Now, many people invest in communicating a different message to the outside world compared to what they really feel inside. Now, it's one thing to put your best foot forward in terms of how you present yourself and your business to the outside world. But here's some words of caution. If you're investing a lot in making the outside world perfect and not putting the same level of effort into your inside world, then things will begin to crumble. Also, if you're investing in making things appear great on the outside, for example, your business, your career, the car that you drive, the house that you live in, and so on, ask yourself, who are you doing it for? Now, when this question is answered truthfully for yourself, the answer I typically get from clients 
is that they're actually doing it for others and not for themselves because they want to fit in. They want to appeal to other people. They want to get the approval of others. If that's the case, then what you're doing is investing in self-esteem and not self-worth. And I talked about this on episode 17. Now, when you're truly doing it for yourself, then your true self-worth increases. Next, if your external communication is different to your internal communication, then what you will be doing is displaying an incongruence or an inauthenticity. We can communicate to others that everything is great in our lives, yet our internal voice will be thinking the opposite. It will be telling us how we actually really are. So while we might be saying to others that everything is great, our internal voice is saying that it's not. This is where you'll find yourself suffering from imposter syndrome, where we know what we're saying to others is different to what we're really thinking. And we hope that we're just not going to get found out. We begin to feel like a fraud. Our self-worth begins to decrease along with our own self-belief. And no matter how many affirmations we keep saying to ourselves, it's not going to make a significant enough difference. That's because inwardly we know it not to be true. And that's where our unconscious mind now begins to come into play. So we have to build ourselves up internally so as to match what we are communicating externally and not the other way around. And everything that I've discussed and will continue to talk about on this podcast will help you to do that. Now, so what about our unconscious communication? Well, if you listen to all the episodes so far, you'll know that there's an alignment that I work on with clients, which aligns their executive center with their unconscious and then the superconscious. It's when this alignment is achieved that life becomes extraordinary and when you see life in a completely different way. Now, it's impossible to even imagine what that's like until you have experienced it yourself. And when my clients achieve it, it's absolutely amazing to observe and also to hear the difference that they describe for themselves. So remember from previous episodes that communication between your conscious and your unconscious is a two-way street. Now, most people think that it's their conscious mind that controls everything, including their unconscious. But that is so incorrect. You might think you can control your unconscious through affirmations, through positive thinking, through vision boards and and so on in order to manifest what it is that you want in your life. But that's not the case. Keep remembering that it's a two-way street between your conscious and your unconscious. Your best form of communication with your unconscious is through your executive center, whereas most people communicate from their amygdala. And then they also try and control the unconscious by how they think consciously. Well, as I can say, good luck with that one. You see, you first have to get your executive center online. When you get your executive center online and then you're opening the unconscious, next you've got to build a relationship with your unconscious. Just as much as you would build a relationship with your partner or your spouse or anyone for that matter, you've got to build a relationship with your unconscious. Just as much as you learn how to talk with your partner, how to listen to your partner and how best your partner communicates with you, what they enjoy, what really gets them excited, how they want to do different things. This is the kind of relationship you've got to develop with your unconscious. Just as much as if you think you can control your unconscious, well, the same thing will happen. You'll be on a hiding to nothing. There's a way to have your executive center communicated with your unconscious in order to achieve quicker and better results. And remember this from previous episodes. When you align your executive center with your unconscious and then with your superconscious, which is what the executive code is all about, then you've just opened yourself up to infinite possibilities. 
And just as much as you would want the best for your partner and for your partner to achieve the best for themselves, you want that same relationship with your unconscious. Now, believe me, there's a lot more wisdom in that last sentence than you can even imagine. But for now, reflect on what I talked about, your internal communication, your external communication, and your unconscious communication. And do the exercises I talk about and have fun with them, especially the shopping channel exercise. And in the meantime, as always, I wish you every success.